Hi everyone and welcome to Documentation Station. My name is Steve Welton. I'm a documentation consultant working with behavioral health clinicians across the United States, helping them to document effectively and efficiently. If you're looking for a consultant or if you're just curious about me and want to learn a bit more about me, uh, you can find all of that out on my website at weltonconsulting.com. Let me take this opportunity to thank you for joining on this second episode of this podcast. Uh, this is still a new universe for me, and I'm uh, working through all of the ins and outs of this medium as we discuss topics related to behavioral health documentation and other topics important to you. If you find this sort of discussion useful to you, I encourage you to click the subscribe button on the platform you're listening from. Uh, it does make a difference and it helps me to know I'm headed in the right direction. Today I'm going to be spending a bit of time talking about the nature of assessment in the course of the psychotherapy experience. While I'll be talking a bit about the biopsychosocial assessment itself, my focus today will be broader than that. I'll be covering a discussion of the biopsychosocial assessment in its entirety more uh, and more specifically in an upcoming episode. So. When I say assessment, what do I mean? I, I think most behavioral health clinicians have some sense of what it looks like, but I know from conversations with at least some of my consulting clients at Welton Consulting that there can be a bit of confusion about what we should do and when we should do it. When I think about assessment, I lean on the notion that we should always be assessing. Now, that may feel both obvious and daunting at the same time. And while it's a key aspect of psychotherapy, we may not always think about the assessment from that perspective. When we start treatment with a new client, there is an expectation, particularly from insurance companies when they are paying for services, but certainly it's the community standard, that the therapist complete a biopsychosocial assessment. Uh, this includes both reviewing history and the current situation. During that initial assessment process, we are trying to gain an understanding of what the client is experiencing in relationship to psychiatric symptoms, how severe they are, the frequency of them, how long they've been experiencing it, and how is it impacting their lives. We want to understand if they have ever experienced these symptoms before, or other psychiatric symptoms for that matter, and have they ever received treatment for them? And if they've received treatment before, how was it? And of course, uh, did that treatment ever include medication or hospitalizations? We also want to understand their history. What was their family life like growing up? 
school, friends, any cultural or spiritual experiences or context that would be helpful to understand. During this process, we should also, of course, be assessing for risk, mental status, and overall functioning of this new client. Now, there are a few reasons for this. First, at a base level, you're trying to establish whether or not they are appropriate for outpatient psychotherapy. Assessing for risk and mental status are essential for determining this. Uh, if their substance use screening identified use or addiction concerns, and you're not trained or comfortable uh, with substance use treatment, you may want to have further assessments completed by a colleague either in the community or in your group uh, to determine if they need substance use treatment first or a coordinated uh, substance use and behavioral health treatment together. Clients at acute risk, whether it be related to active suicidality or homicidality with a plan and not able to contract for safety, or an individual with a significant substance use issue which leans on addiction, or an individual with another uh, significant mental status impairment uh, may need higher levels of care before they are appropriate to enter psychotherapy. So assessing these needs is an important first step during the initial assessment process. Along with this, you're also trying to establish what strengths and barriers your new client is bringing into the therapeutic process. A person who is experiencing suicidal ideations may find that as a barrier to treatment, but when your client can honestly share that ideation with you, it might also establish an opportunity for you to develop a safe place in the therapy room where safe work can occur. In the same way, understanding how your client is functioning within the multiple domains of mental status can help you to organize the treatment plan goals to best meet their needs. So those pieces are important to assess as well during the initial assessment process. Whether it takes you one appointment or two to complete the initial assessment, you're going to, at some point, uh, move to the treatment phase of your work with your client. So you'll start with some sort of initial treatment plan, and hopefully a few weeks in, you'll build out an official plan. That treatment plan, of course, will be constructed based on the completed initial assessment and any additional material you've gathered from your client along the way in these early stages of treatment. Now, as we all know, most clients don't fully disclose their whole life story in the first session or two. Some are embarrassed by their deeper and darker parts of their lives. Some think some things are less important than they might be. Other clients just don't know what you need. Whatever the reason, there is the natural 
and normal parts of the therapeutic process where new things are learned along the way. For those of you who are newer in practice, accept that this happens. It's normal. Maybe you missed questions you could have asked during the assessment process, but it's, it's just as likely that the client just wasn't ready to tell you something yet. Just remember, when you learn something new, document it somewhere. Part of it you may want to just put in the progress note. Maybe some of it you may want to create a psychotherapy note for that additional information but capture it and explore it with your client. That level of assessment will continue to occur for a while, maybe through all of psychotherapy with this client. So just be ready for it. And then, and then there's the assessment that should just happen every session. Every progress note should include an assessment of how your client is doing. First off, you want to assess for risk. You always want to, to the best of your ability, know that your client is safe. So assess for it. You also want to keep in mind an assessment of your client's current mental status. How is their appearance? Are they appropriate and neat? Or are they disheveled, inappropriate, bizarre, or something else? Is their speech normal? Or is it tangential, pressured, impoverished, or something else? How's their eye contact? What's their mood like? And their affect? Other than safety questions, how is their thought content? Is it normal, grandiose, paranoid, religious, or something else? How is their insight and judgment? All of these things tell you something about how your client is doing and something you need to be aware of. As I discuss all of this, I'm reminded of a client years ago, sad and isolated and dealing with depression. Our work was focused on the things we'd usually work on with depression, and she had good progress. But at some point, slowly but surely, her thought content began to drift. Now, I'd like to say that I caught the drift right away, but I didn't. And so it went on for a couple of months before it became clear that she wasn't just depressed. She was also quite delusional and unsafe. Now, we were able to get her to hospitalized and got her on the right medications, and I learned a lot from that experience. How to at least think about the pieces of the mental status exam as they unfold in the process of therapy. And then take the time to assess what they might be trying to tell you.
with a lot of things going on in our practice. It is easy to remain so focused on the work and lose sight of how the client is actually doing in context of the work. Using standard assessment processes as part of regular treatment regimen and allowing that objective review to be a determining factor on how to evaluate how your client is doing provides you with an excellent point of reference in determining how they are responding to therapy, their level of safety, as well as the pace you can take going forward. Now, of course, there is more to assessing the client than just risk and mental status. You have identified a set of symptoms for your client, which led to a diagnosis at the outset of treatment. So, as you're working with your client, you want to remember to assess how they are doing in context of those symptoms. This all then ties back to the medical necessity for treatment, which establishes the need for therapy in the first place. And since the continuation of therapy is driven from the continued medical necessity of treatment to address symptoms and functioning, assessing how the client is doing becomes an essential component to support the continued work of psychotherapy. This is Documentation Station.